If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Matthew 18, 15. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Galatians 6, 1. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Ephesians 4.25 In an extremely heartbroken state, I recently had to go to a brother in Christ and make an appeal for this, the speaking of truth. The situation was not subjective nor a misunderstanding. I wasn't asking that they agree with my opinion. It was a simple request for accountability when an untruth had been clearly written. I asked that the lie be corrected. I was promptly blocked, which I did say I would understand. The lie still remains, and my appeal was tossed in the bin labeled backlash, the very thing I was afraid of. So it did not go well, and I have to be okay with that. I will tell you this, if there are people in your life that are consistently speaking falsehoods and refusing to make it right, this is a sign of hardness or pride, and only the Lord can change that. If they, at the same time, seek to make you feel that you're in the wrong for simply obeying Scripture and going to them with clear and true concerns about their open and blatant sin, not just petty disagreements or struggles, those are not people you should continue to pursue in any meaningful friendship or go to for wisdom or counsel until repentance comes. And as a side note, if they are part of your church, there are specific steps for this. So go to your elders if the first private conversation didn't go well. Not another friend who has no clue of the situation. This person was not part of my church, thankfully. We all may misrepresent each other at times, intentionally or unintentionally, but we must always make it right when it is brought to our attention and we see there is truth in what they say. However, we have to give each other chances to reconcile or explain before just jumping to conclusions as well. On the flip side, as believers, there are great pains we must take to humble ourselves if we find we are on the receiving end of accountability, questions, or concerns. Reminding ourselves of the context of the person is helpful. If they are a friend, if we know they love us, we must understand it was probably hard for them to even approach us to begin with. We must seek to understand them rightly and see if any truth is found in their concern before jumping to offense. We must be slow to anger always and continue to interact with them in a spirit of gentleness and kindness. As family of Christ, we cannot shut each other out when we are called to be in fellowship with one another. Seek reconciliation quicker than offense. I have found myself here too at times, and to my shame, I have not reacted perfectly every time at first. There is grace and forgiveness for me even still, and for you, if we only humble ourselves. However, when you go to your brother, take care with your response. Even if they refuse to correct whatever they spoke falsely, even if they block you, lash out at you, or continue to misrepresent you, love them still. Serve them still if the need arises. Continue to speak with patience and kindness towards them and about them. Be Christ to them. 
Don't allow the continued offense to make you bitter. Pray for them, sincerely and not spitefully, and allow the Spirit to do His work. Because we are not the Spirit. This is very important. We cannot squeeze out conviction and repentance if only we say the right words. This is also true in parenting. We will never say the exact right words anyway. I'm sure I could have said different things, different ways in this specific instance. Believe me, I've mulled over all the options many times since pressing send. But we can always say our words with sincerity, honesty, and humility. But we can never be the spirit. So unburden yourself about that. However, do not let this grow you in pride. Never stop looking at the places you can grow in and repent of. Look for your own log or speck in your eye. For we are all growing in Christ's likeness and grace is needed for everyone. We are being sanctified and not yet perfected. We must also be people that are not constantly offended at small things, but that's a whole other conversation. Repentance, forgiveness, grace will be the theme of all our lives in this act of living life together in the church and beyond. Seek to do all three consistently, however imperfectly. We are reflecting the gospel to the world and to each other. In love, don't seek to vent or wound, but let reconciliation be the sincere goal. When both parties are sincerely seeking to love the Lord and love their neighbor, this really can be reached. For we as believers have been forgiven much, so we should seek to love and forgive one another just as much, even in hard and sometimes uncomfortable situations. Above all, make sure that the words you speak are obedient and honoring to the Lord. For he has laid out the standards of how we should live and speak well with one another. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. guys thanks for visiting the pinder place and taking a couple of minutes out of your day to listen in the description of this episode at the very bottom it has a link to a voicemail so if this episode encouraged you i would absolutely love to hear from you um i want this to be a place that i can interact with people and it would it really would thrill my heart (laughs) to hear from you so if you are interested in that the link is there in the description below thank you again for visiting the pinder place